Uh, hello there. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, usually usually we introduce each other's picks. So Hi. I was waiting for you. Welcome to Cracker Classics, <laughs> weekly podcast, which Joshua makes me watch an old movie. Ah, uh, sometimes we... you make me watch an old movie. It's true. We trade off. Yes. And we see if it sucks today, if it always sucked, if, I don't know, if we enjoy our time. If it didn't suck then and sucks now, no wait, that doesn't, sucks now, didn't suck then, no, other way, shit, I don't know. Does it suck? Now, period. <laughs> In this moment, does it suck? <laughs> uh, I certainly hope today's movie does not suck, because it sounds incredibly entertaining. It seems like it will suck in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see. This week we're watching the comedy of terrors. Hooray! Yeah, I just kind of happened across this, and the cast made me go, ooh. We have Vincent Price. Basil Rathbone. Peter Lorre. And uh, who was the other one? Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, that's it. And Joe E. Brown makes a cameo appearance, too, apparently. Oh, nice. I saw that. <laughs> I don't know his what. I'd... He sort of sticks out <laughs> in that cast list, but that's okay. I, I'm quite all right with it. Uh, but beyond that, I know absolutely nothing about this. I assume it's at least loosely parodying a comedy of errors. I don't think so, from what I sort of read. Just titularly c- parodying? They just, they just did a play on words. <laughs> and it apparently was one main reason why the movie bombed. Really? <laughs> well, uh, back in those days, for marketing purposes, terror sells, comedy doesn't. Okay. So how do you market a movie that has comedy and terror in the same title? Mm. It scratched the heads of Fifth Avenue, I guess. I don't know. I I can understand that. But some of the best movies are the ones they don't know how to market, so that uh, makes me feel better. Mm, true. You're even more, even more uh, intrigued and excited. We'll see. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's gotten... Uh, a little retroactive praise. It's got like an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad. but Especially for something of that age. When it came out, everyone said, well, this kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not funny, and it's not scary, despite the name. Mm. We'll see. I- I'm leaning more towards funny, but maybe not intentionally funny. Hopefully. <laughs> but then again, it could also be scary, but not intentionally scary. True. Like... Bad comedy scary. But with this cast, it's probably scary in a funny way. I certainly or hope funny so. in a scary, scary way. Because <laughs> that's been surprised. Ah, uh, yes. The things that man could do to you. It's the reason he's an icon. Something said this is like the 19th century New England, I think. So sort of classy Victorian. Well, yeah, any... any... Proper, scary-ish thing like this should be set 19th century. On a dark and England. stormy night. Yep. We'll see. I, I didn't really get a blurb of the plot I, without no. actually reading the full plot, and I wasn't going to do that. All I got was, here's who's in this, and this is what it's called. Ta-da! That's all we got, folks. So, with that in mind, I think we should get started with this. I suppose. So we know what we're actually talking about maybe might help are we discussing comedy or are we discussing terror 
Or the terror of bad comedy. Ooh. The comedy of bad terror. This is bad comedy. I'm just disappo- <laughs> disappointing. We'll be back with intermission impressions and terror. Something bad. Ha, 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 will it be ha, bad ha, in a good ha, way? Ha, 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 Stay tuned to find out. Well, it's always a treat to hear Basil Rathbone recite some Shakespeare. Uh, yeah, that was in you because it's in the contract, right? Of course. Thrust at some candles, and we'll pay you a few thousand for this movie. How's that? Oh, he probably got more than that. Well, yeah. It was credited with an and. That usually means... Well, I don't know. He might have done it for scale just to be... That That's the other option with an and. Mm-hmm. They did it for scale just to enjoy... The sheer absurdity of it. Basil Rathbone and the absurdity of it? No. <laughs> I don't know uh, what I'm calling this movie. If it's absurd or stupid or... Yes. I don't know. <laughs> we have a very abusive Vincent Price that I just am not down with. Um, Yeah. He's a trash person. Yes. There's clever wit that borders on abuse, and then there's just downright abusive. And he's just downright abusive. But with a clever wit. Uh, there's been some lines I'm, that were decent. Well, I wouldn't say. Let me walk that back a little bit. Not necessarily clever wit, but he is abusive in a. Um, what's the word I want to use? It sounds good when he's being abusive. <laughs> sort of. Uh, um, <laughs> he's got some clever wit, but a lot of the insults and abuse have not been the no. source of that clever wit. No. There have been a, you know, a little offhand comments and stuff that were good lines, but nothing I wrote down. Yeah, me neither. You weren't that great. But the delivery is top tier. Yeah. This is... we, we do have Peter Lorre being Peter Lorre. He's, he's oh. fantastic in this. Uh, yes. <laughs> I really hope he gets something for him, rises well, out of the shadow of Vincent Price. All right, prediction time. Somehow Vincent Price is going to end up dead. Peter Lorre's going to take over and marry what's-her-name. Which, what's-her-name? Anything with boobs in here, he's checking out. Well, that's true. Leeringly. <laughs> that's another issue here. Nothing but bombshells. Yeah. Because apparently all women looked damn good in 19th century New England. Well, yeah. Haven't you been? No. <laughs> Even the maids looked damn good. Yeah. Had never touched a bit of laundry in their life. Oh, no. Despite being paid to do so. Yeah. Except at the very end. No, this is a very fantastical movie. With a timeline that makes no sense. No sense. Basil Rathbone gave them 24 hours to come up with the back rent. Yep. In that time, they killed a guy, had his funeral, and his widow moved out with everything in the house, not paying. You can do that in 24 hours. Only for Peter Lorre to say we don't want that to happen like it happened the other night. Shut up! <laughs> Before there was that knock on the door with the eviction notice, I was just like, what happened to 24 hours? <laughs> oh fair we do have a, a great premise here though uh, that is part of the american dream in the 21st century killing your landlords well yes everyone's a dream 
We've all thought about it. Yeah. But have they succeeded? I really couldn't tell at the end there. Um, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Well, he had a heart attack when he caught Peter Lorre. Is that what it was? It was? I'm pretty just... sure that's what it was. That's what it looked like. He's having an infarction. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, he managed to pull the rope to summon his servant. The servant says he's dying. I kind of thought he was dead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It got a little weird. A little too zany. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use zany. It's being generous. Yeah, it is very generous. Um, There is some bumbling comedy in here, a la Abbott and Costello. Not enough. No. Vincent Price really just has the abuse of Abbott and not the comedic timing that compliments with Peter Lorre. No, but Peter Lorre is a fine Costello. Yes, he's doing just fine in that. Falling down, rolling around, being stabbed at behind a screen. Yeah, knocking shit over. And... Somehow watching Basil Rathbone blatantly from a door and not being noticed. That was weird. Yeah. Like it looked like he was looking right at him. Uh-huh. And somehow escaped his attention. I guess when you're wrapped up in Shakespeare, you don't know what else is going on? I or... guess. Um, there's been a few... That makes no sense things. Like when they were killing the first guy, they dropped all the tools and all the oh, yeah, the busts yeah. knocked down the stairs. <laughs> I was, was thinking funny. no one was home. That was funny. Come on. Two people asleep right, <laughs> right upstairs. Nothing. Uh, that was hilarious. We do have the father-in-law. He's mildly hilarious. But I feel like we've already seen all of his material. Oh, yeah. And it's just going to repeat. Yep. Here's Which is unfortunate, because I was enjoying the, the pleasant, doddering old man who's deaf and always thinks his daughter wants the sugar. And wants his medicine, even though the medicine is poison, and yells at his daughter. They made it sound like he's been medicine. doing that for years, and she's constantly yep. taking the poison away. Yep. Maybe if he didn't invest so much money in poison that's just getting thrown out, he might be able to pay his rent. <laughs> yeah, poison ain't cheap. I'm sure there was enough money spent on booze. Oof. Yeah, he is very drunk. Most of the time. Yeah. All of the time? All of the time. Most of the time. When have we seen him sober? Well, that's actually a good question. He is quite the uh, experienced alcoholic. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes they get very lucid in the middle, and that's when he plots. (laughs) And then when it's time to go do the thing he's plotting, then it all comes back and he's a drunken mess again. Yep. I guess that does track. He's just drunk all the time. Yep. Another reason you can't pay your rent. Well, that and apparently no one dies in this town. They they had one body in the last nine months. I was wondering that. It must be a small town with really fancy houses. Oh, God, yes. We've been to two estates killing people. And usually, to support two estates of that level, the town's got to be a decent size. Right. Whereas one of the estates was the landlord. Well. But in order to afford an estate like that as a landlord, you'd have to have a lot of property. So the town should be big enough, right? You'd think. Maybe there's a competing funeral business that's better and not run by an abusive alcoholic. And everyone goes there. Actually buries people in the coffins they're displayed in. (laughs) Yes. There was that at the beginning. That was fun. That was fun. We'll just keep reusing the same coffin. Why not? 
I'm sure I, that happens in modern funerary services as well. No, they just don't cremate the bodies and let them stack up. Oh, well, oof. yeah, that was That's gross. what apparently happens these days. <laughs> yep. Save on wood, save on the fuel bill. Yeah. Just smoke a lot. That's the ashes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I've heard kitty litter makes a good cremane substitution. Most people don't know the difference. I guess. I feel like you'd have to put it in the blender a little bit and oh, sure, but... muss it up a little more. Get a little finer. Guess it depends on the kitty litter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's things that aren't making sense that don't add up. And, and I'd be okay with that for like comedic license. But I don't know. It's it's just not hitting for me. If you're gonna do that, you need to entertain us well enough that we don't care. Yeah. It's just not quite there. As much as I absolutely adore Vincent Price chewing scenery constantly. Yeah. Which I do. I very much do. He's done better. Oh, yeah. And it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It feels like it has all the elements, but somehow failed to put them together properly. Yeah, because for the most part, I like the premise of the story. The premise is great. Undertakers making their own business by going out and killing people. That's a nice foundation for a plot. Yeah. And you've got Vincent Price, Vincent Pricing all over the place. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, perfect, fantastic. Peter Lorre, bumbling servant. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, Boris Karloff, senile old man that wants to drink poison. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Basil Rathbone, a touch of class. Reciting Shakespeare. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Boobs in a dress. Hooray. Corsets, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you put them all together and we've got like... Tuna with ice cream. What's the opposite of greater than the sum of its parts? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> this movie. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. It's kind of defies logic as to the lack of entertainment value here. Mm-hmm. There's, there's too much of a drag to the story. I mean, we're 40 minutes in. Well, that's true. And They've killed one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tried to kill another guy. Maybe two. And... Like, Yeah. I don't know what we're building to, if anything. I was going to say, it doesn't really feel like we're building to anything. We're just following drunken Vincent Price and bumbling Peter Lorre as they plod along and... And, and somehow can do a lot in a short amount of time. Or so, I don't know. Which is the exact opposite of what this movie's doing. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. I don't know. It just feels like there should be more because it has all these great elements, but it's just misfiring constantly. Well, I hope that something terrible happens to Vincent Price. Uh, Well. Because he's got it coming. And I hope Peter Laurie ends up with the wife. Or at least just stands up for himself in the face of Vincent Price. Well, that too. Someone's got to do it. I mean, fair point, his wife should not have been an opera singer, because she's terrible. Oh, yeah, she is bad. Not saying that her marrying Vincent Price was the right choice, but if uh, those were your two choices, um, I guess get married, I guess. Because you're not going to succeed in opera with yeah. that. That's just not happening. So I guess kudos to her for the, quote, practical choice? 
However practical it was, I'm going to marry a drunk who can't pay the rent. Yeah, and has run into the ground the business that her father took care of proper like. Which, I, I get that line was in there for the joke. Yeah. You know, you ran your funeral business. Into the ground. Into the ground. Love I liked it. that. Yes. But honestly, how can you run a business like that into the ground? People yeah. die all the time. Apparently and not. You put them in the ground. Apparently not. They've had one funeral in the last nine months. And I don't get that. Two now. I don't understand what's keeping these people alive. There's clearly a healthy supply of poison in this town. Oh, yeah. Is everyone just not taking their medicine? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Vincent Price has bought it all up, so there's none left to use on others. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But still, there's other tools of murder. Vincent Price can't be the only nefarious person in this town with murderous intent. Those people are all over. Unfortunately. And and it's, I mean, come on, it's the 19th century. Accidents happen. Poor hygiene. <laughs> no health care. Fires. Plagues. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. The life expectancy in this town is just not fitting the time period. <laughs> but, uh, again... Like, we shouldn't be caring or noticing these things. Mm -hmm. We should be enjoying the hijinks of Vincent Price and Peter Laurie. And I don't know if they're just not being given enough to do or... Part of it is just the weak story. The story's not weak. It's the presentation of the story that's weak. And this is why you hire good writers, people. Yeah. Like, the story is getting weak as we go along. Pay your writers. This feels like an AI script. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, really kind of does. I could see Jet, Jet GPT coming up with this movie. It's very focus grouped. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, oh, we have this name and we have this guy. We, we have all these big names and he can do that. And they're all going to do yep. what they do best. And we it'll be great. We don't have together, to have a story. It, yeah, it, yeah. They will carry it. <sighs> and we can just rake in the profits. Well, that's it, isn't it? This was made for the profits, not for the enjoyment of having a movie with Vincent Price and Basil Rathbone and Peter Laurie and Boris Karloff. Oh, yes, this is very much like a Fast and Furious franchise movie of, oh, people liked us. Well, it doesn't have to be good. People will see this. Well, the Fast and Furious franchise, I actually still kind of appreciate. It's for what it is. I, I couldn't come up with a better example, but you know what I mean. Of oh, I know what Just you capitalizing mean. on what was already popular and established. Um... League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There you go. That's a better example. Yeah. Expendable. <laughs> What's the new one called? Max something or, oh, I don't I, remember. No. Um, and the Expendable, even the Expendables was more enjoyable than this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, and I, I, I hate saying it like that because there are, I do enjoy Vincent Price doing his thing. I do enjoy Peter Laurie doing his thing. I do enjoy Boris Karloff There's doing his thing. There's bits to enjoy, but all together it's Somehow just not... it just falls flat yeah. as, a, as a whole. Like, these individual pieces are fine, but as a whole, no. Anyway, should we get this over with? Uh, yeah, we should go see if it digs itself out of the hole that it's buried for itself. Oh, dear God, I hope so. Because there are things to like. Yeah. There's things to hate. We'll go find out. We'll be back with Curtain Call. And the last rites. <laughs>
Well, will you kindly have the goodness to die? <laughs> Great line, and I was thinking that as this movie was ending. <laughs> There's at least a satisfactory ending. Is there? Yes, because the only one who's actually dead is Vincent Price. Probably. Uh, He was given the medicine, all of whatever was left in that bottle. Correct. He's dead. Mr. Black was not dead. No, because he can't die. He's a vampire, and he bit Vincent Price. Which means Vincent Price is now a vampire and can't die. I don't get your vampire thing in this. Where Where is that coming from? From the fact that Mr. Black can't die. So? So he's a vampire. That doesn't mean anything. Sure it does. I saw no evidence of that. You're thinking way too much into this story. Nope. It's very clear that he can't die. Therefore, he must be some sort of immortal creature. And as an immortal creature, he passes along his immortality and curse through biting. He bit Vincent Price. So Vincent Price is now immortal, even though we've seen absolutely no evidence of that. But he is, because that's what I'm headcanon. So only vampires are immortal. Werewolves, too. Let's see. They also pass it on by biting. Could have been a war- were- werewolf. Also passes it on by biting. But he twitched his nose like Elizabeth Montgomery, meaning he was bewitched. They also pass it on by biting. Okay. At least that's how I like to picture it. Why are we trying to justify this movie? Why are you trying to justify this movie? Because I found the last 20 minutes to be thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, sort of. I don't know if it made Ish. up for the first 60 minutes, but <laughs> there was your comedy of terrors. The last five minutes the for me was was good. Once we had like almost a reverse Romeo and Juliet moment, <laughs> Peter, Laurie, and the wife wake up and they're like, oh, you're not dead, but I thought you were. You're not dead, but I thought you were. Let's run off into the sunset. And then Boris Karloff gives Vincent Price his medicine. Yeah, that was beautiful. With the twitch of the nose to prove that Basil Rathbone is, in fact, not dead. I really don't care if he's a vampire or a werewolf or a mortal or suffers from whatever it was they said he had. Uh, he would be dead for hours. And then that was it. Something like that. Something like that. It doesn't really matter because nothing in the story makes sense. Nope. So to try to make sense of it to uh, get more enjoyment out of the story uh, seems preposterous. <laughs> And that's why you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I enjoyed the last five minutes. <laughs> How we got there. <laughs> the hell. Right. That's fair. I will grant that. You did call it. Peter Laurie did end up. The Amaryllis. Yeah, taking her heart. Yep. And apparently, he likes her singing. Uh, all right, cool. Do you, yo. <laughs> If you like it, have at it. Enjoy. I do not. And I don't think anyone else does either. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, you know, someone's got to love you. I'm not going to yuck your yum, even if it is super gross and terrible and awful. I've heard worse. That's uh, debatable. Well, the, her um, terribleness was definitely hammed up with the, oh, yeah. the breaking of glasses and the popping of corks and... The candle shaking across the the table. table. Yeah. It wasn't that powerful of a voice, and it also wasn't 
that terrible. I mean, yeah, there was a shriek or two and a few high notes that, okay, probably would have broken glass. Yeah. But it was still sort of hammed up. I still say Florence Foster Jenkins was worse of a singer. Uh, you might be right. All right. Still, Peter Laurie liked it, so. Yeah, and I'm not going to judge that. She at least seemed a decent human being. Uh, Out of everyone in this movie. <laughs> Daddy. Well. Boris well, Karloff. Yeah. True. He was probably by far the most decent. What little there was to him. Yep. Doddering, senile old man, deaf. There wasn't much to his character. Decent or not. Yeah. No, really, there wasn't much to most of these characters. Nope. What sort of human being was Peter Lorre? A criminal. He was just, yeah. Who escaped from prison and has lockpicking skills. Allegedly. Did he actually get in with his lockpicking skills? Well, he said he couldn't because there was a bolt, and that's fair because you can't unlock a bolt. (laughs) Right, that's right. So he says he has lockpicking abilities, but we don't see it. Well, we're led to believe he does because Vincent Price also thinks he does. I suppose... And he acts like he's seen him do it before, so. Confidence is a drug. Ooh, you don't gotta Mm. tell me twice. Oh, yes. Confidence in this movie is... Should have been hammed up a little more for comedic effect. The sheer audacity of this movie. The confidence (laughs) of her singing. The confidence of his killing people for the sake of business. The confidence that dad knew it was medicine. Com- we had that at least. The confidence that Black was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, lordy. I will say I got a little sick of Basil Rathbone. All the fucking Shakespeare. Oh, fuck off. I could watch Basil Rathbone do Shakespeare for hours. It just started to feel extremely out of place. Like it didn't necessarily fit in to begin with. And then they just kept going with it because it's Basil Rathbone and he adds the touch of Shakespearean class to this movie. So it's, again, that whole, we've got these awesome people and we're going to let them do what they do best, even if they don't mash or fit the story or add up to any sort of entertainment. It ultimately added up to some entertainment for me, but... There was entertainment. I'm not saying I absolutely hated this movie. You know, it's not the Fountainhead. It's not (laughs) whatever happened to Baby Jane. There is stuff to like in here. Baby Jane was kind of the opposite, though. It was pretty good until the end. Fair enough. Pretty bad until the end. end, (laughs) Which that's saying something that usually doesn't happen. No, it starts bad, it just stays bad. Yeah. Or it starts good, and then it goes around the phone. So this was different in that sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else we've watched that started bad and ended good. I think there have been a couple. Yeah, but I can't Not quite as drastic as this. No, definitely not as drastic as this. Like, I did not know how all of these stupid pieces to the story were going to make a decent ending and it did so i was pleased at that at least if you want a uh a romp a la early 60s because this is definitely a 60s oh yeah movie this could have been an episode of bewitched yeah 
just the music, the, the, <laughs> the color, the cheese. <laughs> oh, the cheese. Well, there's sort of a throwback with that, which is just gives a nice nostalgia feel. Yeah. But, you know, Arsenic and Old Lace does that, too. And that's it's a lot so better. Much better. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do. Yes. It just didn't do it. it. I don't know how, honestly, like, looking at all the pieces on paper, I don't know how they could have fucked this up like they did. Probably really because don't. they did not think it could fuck up and so did not put in the effort needed to ensure it's unfucked upness and that made it fall apart you see it's that confidence (laughs) all right we've got all of this stuff and it's gonna be awesome we don't have to do anything just put it out there and it'll be great on its own wait why is this shit what's going on yeah that's fair it really does feel like it can't go wrong and and yeah, somehow it does. it does. Somehow it does. Yet it does. Uh, it's disappointing. Yeah. In an entertaining sort of way. Because when you see it from that point of view, yeah. it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> they should have taken their own confidence and put it more into the story of the characters <laughs> to ham up that. Yeah. I, I can't help but look at it and think I could have done better. Oh, it so could have been done better. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken that much to punch it up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, if you enjoy it, watch it. I can't recommend you seek this movie out, though. No. Like, it just... Unless you're, like, a serious Vincent Price fan, because this is some solid Vincent Price. You enjoy hot, campy garbage. And this isn't... Hot campy garbage. It's not all that campy, but like it's just hot garbage. <laughs> it's substanceless. It, it's not hot garbage. It's lukewarm garbage, and that's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, not like in a smoldering kind of way. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of no. like, yeah. If you're really into this sort of stuff, <laughs> check it out. If you're a casual old movie watcher, skip it completely. Mm, yeah, uh, it's better stuff. There's way better stuff. Dr. Goldberg and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> um, and if you would like to fund our attempts to uh, make this movie better. Yes. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. we got a website, CrackerClassics.com. Shoot us an email, CrackerClassics at Gmail. We, we, we still have a thing on what was formerly known as Twitter, but we don't really do anything with uh, it. Yeah, so. that's not... Acknowledge that. Fair enough. Yeah. We should Um, X that. (laughs) No. Put X's on its eyes. (laughs) Something Basil Rathbone is incapable of doing. Uh, Twitch to the nose and right back at it. Although I do want to say that that was the most deliciously overdrawn, overblown, theoretically final death scene that was a nice like, Shakespearean jab. The only one I've seen better was Paul Rubens in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. <laughs> and honestly, this might be just a hair better just because it's Bathorazbone <laughs> spouting Shakespeare as he does it. Um, that was at least hammed up nicely. 
It, I, I oh, got that. It's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, if you're really like torn as to whether or not to watch it, just watch the last 20 minutes. You don't need to see the rest. <laughs> you just don't. It does not matter. You will pick up enough to understand what's going on because there's really Cause there's not much. Going on. Yeah. But we should have something going on next week. Check us out for more Cracker Classics. We'll see you there. Well, let's bury this. Bye.